I'd like you to take your Bible this morning. Let's turn to Luke's Gospel, chapter number 1. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 1. When someone is sharing with us about things that really matter, we like to know that what they're saying is true, don't we? I mean, it's important that um, people share the truth. And here that we see in the Gospel of Luke, it's a written proclamation by Luke of the truth about Jesus Christ. You couldn't get any more important than that. It's very important about who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, and what a relationship with Him will accomplish in our lives. We'll see uh, in this first passage of uh, Luke's Gospel, uh, his uh, calling to account uh, the, the truth behind what he is saying. Luke's name means luminous. And he wrote this book to declare the gospel, the glorious news that God's Son came to earth, born as the Son of Man, uh, who came to earth to seek and to save all those which were lost. And that's all of us. Amen. That's the reason Christ came. And, and we know that Luke was a physician. He, in fact, uh, Luke tells a story of Jesus from a unique perspective of being, he a, was a Gentile and a physician, and he's the first historian of the early church. And the way he went about to write his gospel, uh, some of the gospels were eyewitness accounts. Matthew, Mark, and John, they, they were eyewitness accounts. But Luke, Uh, He got eyewitness accounts from those that followed Jesus, that saw Jesus, that were with Jesus. A lot of a lot of people wrote about the experience. uh, Not just not just the gospel writers wrote about the experiences that they had with the Lord Jesus Christ. And Luke pulled all of this together, and he uh, wanted to give a a friend of his here uh, that he calls Theophilus, and he was wanting to make sure that he knew the truth about the gospel. Now, Luke um, it was concerned that eyewitness accounts be preserved accurately and that the foundation of Christian belief be uh, transmitted to the next generation. And his gospel is an accurate and orderly account of the truth about Jesus Christ. It uh, uh, has some things in here that uh, you will not find in other places, but it's a, it's a, it's a blessing though. The, this introduction of Luke is a very form that was used by the historians of his day and he points strongly to uh, his intention that this uh, this gospel was is true amen that what he's sharing is in fact confirmed by those who were eyewitnesses and um, I, I believe that Luke not only wanted this for his friend Theophilus but also he wanted it to be circulated among the churches which it was So let's begin here, and we're just going to deal with the first four verses this morning. I'm just going to deal with this one thing. Verse number one, for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order 
most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. He was, he was uh, uh, careful to, to want to share that which was historical, that which was actually true, and he declares that in these first four verses. First of all, I want us to see this morning that Luke's gospel is a record of historical events. There are a lot of folks who think that the uh, that, that the Bible is full of things that did not happen. That it was somehow that these things are fables that were just passed down. But there were a lot of eyewitness accounts. There were a lot of folks who actually were there and saw uh, what went on. And when you see the changed life uh, of each of the apostles, the, the disciples, the, 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 those 11 that were left after Judas Iscariot uh, took and, and uh, uh, he betrayed the Lord. Those 11, uh, the great change that took place in their life after the resurrection attests to the fact of the uh, veracity of these things that we're talking about this morning. We see uh, first thing there in the very first part of verse number 1, he talked about how many had set forth the events of Christ's life. Uh, let's read it again, verse number one. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Many had written about the life and work of Christ, but they were not as complete nor as orderly as what Luke wished to record. Now Luke was a physician. He was a professional and uh, his gospel uh, has a lot of detail. A lot of things when he talks about uh, physical things that people were going through, he was talking uh, from a, a knowledgeable standpoint of those things. Many had written about this, um, the, the life of Christ, but they were not as complete nor as orderly as what Luke wish to record. That's why he says there in verse 3, it seemed good to me having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. Now, a quick comparison of the first two chapters of Luke with Mark and Matthew show what we're talking about. Luke, Luke includes many more events than the other two what are called the synoptic gospels, while John's gospel had not been written at this point. Now the fact that many had written a record of on the life of Christ is strong evidence to that those events were true events. These events or things of, of Christ's life were, as he says there in the last part of verse number one, most surely believed. The words translated most surely believed also mean things that were fulfilled, things that were actually performed. They, these were not making up a story. They were telling what they had seen. They were telling what actually took place. And Luke is saying that the things of Christ were not only believed, but they were also accomplished. And uh, they were fulfilled among the believers of that day. The things... Uh, these, these events or matters of Christ actually took place. They were purposeful. They were destined to be accomplished and they were fulfilled. And, and the point is this. These things of Christ are a record of historical events. Things that actually happened and that actually fulfilled the plan and purpose 
of God. Now we know that plan and purpose of God was revealed to the Old Testament prophets. They spake about things to come. They spake about the Messiah who was to come. And when Jesus came, he fulfilled the things in the Old Testament in his life. He fulfilled those things. He accomplished what his Father sent him to accomplish. What are the things accomplished and believed? Well, both the things of the Old Testament and of the New Testament. The whole Bible is a record of those things. Old Testament prophesied that which was fulfilled in the New Testament. And so the early believers had no difficulty whatsoever believing the things of Christ. They were most surely believed, is how he puts it there. Many were writing accounts of the various events that they were eyewitnesses to. Can you imagine being there? As Jesus walked the earth and you see Jesus do some great thing, and man, you want to, you want to, while your memory's fresh, you want to write that down. You want to talk about it and you want to be able to share it with your family and friends. Well, uh, those folks that were eyewitnesses, the many that he talks about there, um, he, he talks about many. Uh, he says, even as they delivered them unto us. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me, verse number one. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order. Many had done that. And the many who wrote about the life of Jesus, we, we don't know them all by name. We don't know them. But some of the writings uh, served as a source for Luke. You know, when somebody's an investigative reporter, which is what really Luke was taking the, when he wrote this, he was being an investigative reporter. He sought out those eyewitness accounts. He sought out the people who were with Jesus, people who saw Jesus, people who witnessed the events. And their ministry of writing was used greatly by God. And some of what they wrote was either included in the Gospel of Luke or at least stirred thoughts in Luke's mind to record an actual event the events that took place. And God's silent, quiet, humble servants are always used by Him just as much as the ones that are out in the forefront. Amen. God, God uses different people in different ways and uh, their ministry is just as important, if not more so. So Luke's gospel is a record of historical events. The second thing I want you to see is Luke's gospel is both a record of eyewitnesses and a record of ministers of the word. He says that in verse 2. Even as they delivered them uh, unto us, talking about the things that they believed, the things that they had seen and believed, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Now, it does not appear that Luke himself was an eyewitness of the day today life of Christ. We don't find him walking around with Christ. If he ever saw Christ personally, there's no mention of it at all in either uh, uh, Luke's gospel here or the other book that he uh, uh, wrote, and that is the book of Acts. Uh, he wrote both of these books for Theophilus. It must have been somebody who greatly cared for. Amen. We'll talk about more about him in just a minute, but the, Luke was a constant and very dear companion of Paul. We know that uh, from the book of Acts. He no, he no doubt also had contact with uh, other apostles as well. I mean, the apostles were, were speaking of the, about the things that they saw. And what Luke says is that the sources of his writing were eyewitnesses of Christ and ministers of the word. The apostles, of course, 
would have been his prime sources, those that walked day to day with Jesus. Can you imagine being there? Can you imagine walking day after day with the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing the many things and, and uh, things that amazed you, things that were unbelievable and uh, you knew that when you told somebody else about it they weren't going to probably weren't probably weren't going to believe you except uh, uh, you said hey I saw it with my own eyes and they were that way and uh, the ministers of the word were eyewitnesses of both the word Jesus Christ is the word Christ himself and of the word of Christ you know, talking about his teaching his doctrine his instructions that he gave the ministers of the word he speaks of were eyewitnesses from the beginning. And that, that's talking about eyewitnesses of every event and word of Christ. Eyewitnesses of his life day by day. These ministers of the word heard as well as saw Christ. Some heard and saw him day by day. Therefore Luke's gospel is a true record of both the acts and words of of Christ. Now, these ministers of the gospel set out immediately to minister the word to others. The word was of critical importance to them. They gave their lives to the ministry of the word. These ministers of the gospel did not create the word. They didn't make up a message. Uh, they shared what they saw and what they heard. They were not ministering their own ideas and their own thoughts they were ministering the Word of God. And these ministers of the Word have, through their uh, testimony recorded by Luke, they've given us a written gospel that is an eyewitness account, and it agrees exactly with what was seen and heard and proclaimed by Christ and preached to the people of His day and to the uh, world since then. Look at... Uh, I want you to see a couple of places here. Hold your place there. We'll be back to Luke in just a little bit. But look at 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. The Apostle John speaks of this very thing. His, his and the other apostles' interaction with Jesus. And in 1 John, before he begins writing the details of, of what uh, he was writing this for. Uh, he lays down a foundation of why he is writing it. And he says there in 1 John chapter number 1 and verse number 1, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Speaking of Jesus. It says, for the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you, may, that you, may, uh, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Uh, the folks he was writing to didn't have the, uh, the uh, um, good fortune of being able to maybe see Jesus or, or be with Jesus and walk with Jesus like the apostles did, but he was wanting to share with them uh, the truth of 
uh, and the reality of what took place as he walked with Christ. Look at uh, Acts chapter number 4. And Acts chapter number 4, and let me remind you that this was uh, is also historical regarding the early church and uh, written by Luke and is very detailed. And, and in Acts chapter number 4, we see early on at, uh, as Peter and John uh, are called before the council and threatened. And uh, they say in, in Ephesians 4, I mean, excuse me, in Acts chapter 4, verse number 20, Acts 4, 20, says, For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. The things that they laid their eyes on, the things that they saw Jesus do, the things that they heard Jesus say, all that was fulfilled through the Lord Jesus Christ, they could not help but to continue to talk about those things. Look at uh, also Acts chapter number 5. Acts 5 and verse number 32. And it says here, uh, it says, uh, and we are His witnesses. We are His witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to them that obey Him. Now, we know Luke's Gospel is a record of historical events. Luke's Gospel is both a record of eyewitnesses and a record of ministers of the Word. But I want you to see back in our text also uh, that uh, Luke's Gospel is the record of a man who was led to write. Luke uh, was led by the Holy Spirit to write this book. Four facts point out just how strongly Luke felt led to record the life of Christ. First of all, Luke says there in verse number 3, it says, It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first. So Luke says he had perfect understanding of all things. The word understanding means to to study, to follow up, to search out diligently, to investigate. And that's why I say uh, he took the part of an investigative reporter. He checked into these things. He verified he talked to this one over here. They saw it. These over here, they saw the same thing. And he pulled all of this together. And he, he, he studied. He followed up. He searched diligently. He investigated to trace accurately. Uh, to, and we became acquainted with these things. Luke says that having been acquainted with and, and having investi- investigated all things, he was determined to record the facts himself. And uh, God used him to that end. Amen. He, he, he wanted to get it down. He, I mean, it says here, a second thing that Luke said he had perfect understanding of all things from the very first. Think about it. The, the Holy Spirit was most certainly Luke's guide, right? And, and uh, in recording all things there from the very first as directed from above, uh, he investigated those things. He searched them out diligently to, to write what he did write. Luke is most certainly speaking as a holy man of God. Even though he wasn't an apostle, uh, even though he wasn't even Jew, Luke, Luke, uh, uh, the name Luke is a Gentile name, and there are some I know who said, "Well, you know, he was he 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 was of Jewish descent. Maybe that's true. I don't know, but he has some Gentile descent there as well." But Luke is most certainly speaking as a holy man of God who was moved by the Holy Spirit to write these things just as much as what Peter wrote about in 2 Peter 1.21 that the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And this holy man of God 
began to speak as God uh, moved him. He wrote these things. We see that, that Luke says he is writing these things in order. Did you catch that? In order. Um, uh, now, Luke is the only writer in the New Testament to use the word that is actually translated here in order. He uses it both here in this gospel. He uses it twice here. And then in the book of Acts, he uses it three times. And it means consecutively, chronologically. He, and that's the way that he thinking things through. He, he, things needed to be laid out to him in the order that they happened. Luke is also, as we said, writing to a man named Theophilus. Look at verse 3 again. It seemed good to me, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. Now, uh, who, who was Theophilus? Well, we're, we're not told, but his name, his name means one who loves God. Well, if you have a love for God, you want to find out all you can about it, don't you? And uh, he was called most excellent Theophilus. Now, the, the term most excellent is a title of rank and honor. The same title that you'll find as uh, Luke used in Acts 23, Acts 24, and Acts 26. The uh, same title that he gave Felix and Festus there. Uh, that the most excellent uh, is a title of rank and honor. He was a person who possibly desired but definitely needed to know about Jesus Christ. Listen, everybody needs to know about Jesus, don't they? And a lot of folks may not have the desire, but I think Theophilus did. Theophilus was uh, I think thinking this thing through about Jesus. He was searching it out, and Luke, his friend, wanted to help him in this matter. He could have been a convert for whom Luke deeply cared. Some feel he was a man that was investigating the validity of Christianity on his own. And Theophilus was the immediate reason Luke felt led to write. And what a tremendous challenge that ought to be for us. I want you to think about this. You know how long the book of Luke is? That's a long book. Luke cared so much for one man that he dedicated himself to writing not a long letter, but a whole book in order to instruct the man. Imagine the dedication and the days and months required, all for one person initially. And God used it in a great and mighty way in the churches. So we see Luke's gospel is a record of a man who was led to write. Now, a fourth thing, and the last thing I want to see is found in verse number four, and that's this. Luke's gospel is a record to establish the truth. A record to establish truth. Look at verse 4. That thou mightest know the certainty. We like certainty, don't we? We don't like any shadow of a doubt, do we? We like certainty. And he wanted Theophilus to know these things were certain. He said that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. No doubt Luke had already talked to him before about some things or somebody was instructing him and he's wanting to, him to know the truth of these things. Luke's purpose is clearly stated there that thou mightest know the certainty of the things wherein thou hast been instructed. Theophilus had already heard but Theophilus needed to know the absolute truth. 
You know, this world that we live in, don't, they don't believe in absolute truth. But at, there is absolute truth. The truth that we find in God's Word is absolute truth. The truth that we share about Christ is absolute truth. He needed to know the absolute truth of those things. And Luke wanted him to know that, that his account of Christ that he, he wrote here is the absolute truth. He, he wanted him to know that he could know the certainty of those things. Luke wanted Theophilus to know that he could have great confidence in the truth and accuracy of this written record. We also can read Luke's account, and I trust that you both have and will. When you read Luke's account of Jesus' life, you can read it with confidence that it was written by a clear thinker, written by an educated man, written by a thoughtful researcher. He took time to, to research it out the best he could. And because the gospel is founded on historical truth, our spiritual growth must involve a careful, disciplined, and thorough investigation of God's Word so that, that we can understand the plan of God for our lives. Amen? We need to know, what does God want of me? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, and Luke showed a, a uh, workmanship here in what he did. Peter said in 2 Peter 1, 16, he says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. He's, talk, he's talking about the apostles. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. Folks, these things that we preach are true. The Word of God is truth. And my, my question for you this morning is fourfold. First of all, have you believed the truth about Jesus Christ? How that He's died for your sin and my sin and that... Uh, he wants to save you from those sins. Amen. And He can because of what He did there on the cross of Calvary. He died for our sins according to the Scripture and was buried and raised again the third day according to the Scripture, Paul says in the first few verses of 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Have you believed the truth about Jesus Christ? Second, if you have believed the truth, are you studying the truth? Are you searching out to, to solidify your knowledge of who Jesus Christ is so that you can help others um, come to know Christ and help others that maybe have questions about Christ? Um, maybe you had questions before you came to know the Lord and somebody helped you with, uh, figure out those things and they did that through the Word of God. We are to study so that when uh, someone asks us of the hope that lies within us, we can give a proper answer. We can show that of certainty we believe the things that have been revealed to us by the writers of the, uh, of the Word of God who were moved by the Holy Ghost. If you believe the truth, are you studying the truth? And here's the third thing. Is the truth making a difference in your life? That's big. Listen, listen to me. 
The truth, is, the truth is not just for us to know. The truth is there for us to believe <laughs> and for it to make a difference in our lives and in the lives of those we come into contact with. Amen? The, the, the Word of God was meant for uh, life change. And I'm glad for the life change that uh, it brought forth in my life. February 17th, 1971, as I believed on Lord Jesus Christ and I was saved from my sin. What a, what a blessing it has been since that time to know uh, what a difference Jesus makes in a life. And if, if it, He has made a difference in your life, are you sharing the truth with others that need it? That's the fourth thing. Are you sharing the truth with others that need it? We, because we're called to do that as believers. All of us have been given the, the Great Commission. It's not just the apostles that were given the Great Commission. If you look at, and you, I think, let's, let's turn to the Great Commission back in, in Matthew. You know where it's at, Matthew 28. Matthew 28. And I want to show you something here. Uh, you've seen it before, but I'm just going to point it out to you. Matthew 28, look at verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them what? To observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Well, he's, this is a command right here. And so they were to teach to, uh, to those that they won to the Lord, those that they baptized in uh, the name of the, of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They were to teach them to observe this very thing along with the other things that Jesus proclaimed. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. What a blessing that Jesus is with us. Amen. And He's with us until the end. I'm glad that I have the Savior in my life. Not, I hope that you've got the Savior in your life and that you're glad about that. And I hope that you're studying these things out so that you can be a great communicator of the truth with others who may have questions about it. And if, if it's making a difference in your life, then it can surely make a difference in the lives of others. And so let's make sure that we share the gospel with those that need it. Amen? Let's bow in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for uh, using Luke. What, what a blessing that this uh, physician uh, was in writing this book. Uh, so f full of uh, truth here and very written very carefully. What a blessing it is. And it's been a blessing for centuries to those who have, who have looked into it and, and come to know the truths that were there. Lord, we, we thank you that you stirred Luke's heart, not only for Theophilus, but also for, for others. For us, you knew that this was not just written for the one man, but it was going to be used in a great and mighty way throughout the centuries of uh, the church. And God, for that, we give you thanks. Thank you for the Word of God, not just the, not just the Gospel of Luke, but all the Word of God that you've given us. I'm glad that we have a complete book in our day and time, we got to realize how, how blessed we are to have the complete Word of God. Because um, 
Not every generation has had that. But our generation has had the complete book. And help us to realize that to whom much is given, much is going to be required. And Lord, help us to be about sharing the truth with others that need it. Lord, if there's one here today that doesn't know it, doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they'll come, receive Jesus in their heart and life, and be changed like those of us that have believed on Jesus have been changed. Lord, help us to be great students of the Word so that we can, uh, Lord, give testimony in a way that, Lord, uh, your Holy Spirit can use those words, use that, that the, the Word of God to, to bring forth a, a, a conviction in their heart and life and bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus. There's one here today that needs Christ. Help them to come today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.